Hey everybody, welcome back to Explain Like I'm 5, the podcast where we take the questions you always wanted to ask and talk about them in a way that's easy to understand. We are your hosts, I'm Tim. And I'm Kevin. So Kevin, today we're talking about GDP and the equator. Why do warmer countries or countries closer to the equator tend to be poorer than those countries further away from the equator? Hmm. You know, there's a few theories for this. But in general, people agree that tropical environments don't really help with building up maybe robust societies, namely because of two major reasons. First, the tropics are basically just really harsh environments that contain a lot of various diseases, causing life expectancy to be, you know, on the shorter end. Tropical climate folks were forced to maintain basically small villages in order to lower disease burden and spread. You know, things like malaria are way worse than the flu. And also winters that normally would kill insects and drive small rodents away are less harsh. And second, temperate climates provide for much greater uh, agriculture. So in the tropics, agriculture is less efficient and bountiful. Building large and powerful societies requires basically a really strong agricultural foundation. They just don't have that in some of the tropical countries. Interesting. So it's not just the temperature itself, but the overall climate and environment of the tropics. Oh, well, there are some arguments for the temperature itself, too. It is possible that we human beings, we work best or maybe most productive around something like a 55 degree Fahrenheit. Although there is also a ton of debate around that. Also, it's just generally easier to generate warmth than cold, right? Like fires were invented long before air conditioning. Was it always the case, though, uh, this discrepancy between rich and poor, uh, hot and cold throughout history? You know, for most of history, there wasn't that much difference between most regions of the world. I mean, great civilizations rose and fell, bringing all sorts of stability and wealth to different regions throughout history. I think China was often one of the richest regions of the world. And then the Middle East was a powerhouse between the ancient world and the Islamic Golden Age. And Africa was known for several rich kings, etc. So... How about America? America was usually behind in terms of wealth, historically speaking. And it's a bit complicated as to why. Maybe being separated by an ocean limited the spread of trade and knowledge. You know, trade between Europe, the Middle East, Asia, and also North and East Africa was pretty important. So those continents developed pretty much together. There's also a theory about the lack of tameable work animals in America which maybe greatly limited the work capability of American tribes. Animal work in the fields meant that some people could do other things than food production all day, which will lead to things like more traders, artisans, craftsmen, etc. Very interesting. So then when did the disparity between rich and poor nations start to come about? It's really really, um, because of the Industrial Revolution that Europe was able to get in front of the rest of the world in terms of technology and wealth. I believe in the year 1600, China and India had 51.5% of the world GDP as defined by purchasing power parity. In 1600 though, India had 22.7% of the world GDP, but by 1820, it was only 16.1%. And by 1870, it was only 12.2%. So it was, you know, declining. And the crazy thing is that during that time, India wasn't getting poorer in absolute terms. Their economic growth was 22.7% in the 16th century and then also 21% in the 18th century. What accounted for this big difference is that 
the economic growth of Europe was just too big to keep up. And kind of similar story with the rest of the world. So the question really is why the Industrial Revolution happened in England and in Europe instead of somewhere else. Oh, that's a really difficult question to answer. There's so many factors that enable the Industrial Revolution to happen specifically in England. You know, everything from the Agricultural Revolution of the 17th to 19th century. Uh, some people talk about a very large and also easy access to coal, uh, the political climate. Uh, and of course, the introduction of gunpowder also combined with the later industrialization enabled Europe to assert, you know, let's say this uh, certain dominance over much of the globe. And, and yeah, once it started, Europe kind of had the technology and wealth to spread its power across the world through something called colonial, uh, colonization. Places where Europeans settled the most, you know, like America, Australia, and New Zealand also became rich. And it's the places where the British and Europeans actually did not end up settling, but instead became exploitable colonies, didn't quite receive the technology to kickstart an industrial revolution until several centuries later. And at that point, their delay in economic growth was just too big leaving Europe and therefore also the places they settled in quite ahead in terms of GDP. I see. Thanks for explaining that. Did you learn something new? If you did, send us an email. We are at eli5thepodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you, especially when you have comments and suggestions for us. As always, thanks to the community at r slash explain 5 and we will see you all next week.